I always admired and always looked for those role models that were women because I'm like, y'all are doing this with an extra 10 pound bag on your back mm-hmm. where I'm, I'm had the privilege as a man, you know, not all the privileges because I'm still a person of color, but you know, I know that you guys did this with all these other things coming after you navigating this crazy world. Hey, this is Colin Cadet and Alexa Claire. It's Guy Blanks, and you're listening to 2721 Club. So, welcome back to another episode of 2721 Club. We're glad to all be back reunited under one roof. Um, and we're super excited to talk about our topic this week. It is uh, opposite gender roles as role models. And so what do we mean by that? That means people that aren't the gender you are. <laughs> I don't know why I explain like that. <laughs> but, but finding those people in your life that are um, kind of have a different viewpoint in the world, right? We all exist in um, the world kind of perceived by gender. And we kind of want to see how that um, affects us in our professional lives, our you know social lives, as well as you know our society as a whole. So... I want to open the floor and talk to you guys about this interesting topic about finding people that are in your life that are role models that probably are not the same gender as you. Okay. Can I, I'm going to start because yeah, this, this is my favorite. I want to talk about this so badly. And the reason for that is because I think my first experience with having an opposite sex gendered, whatever, whatever terminology we're using, role model is when it's from Uncle Poppy. My Uncle Poppy was yeah. my absolute first. He was the guy I could talk with about anything i'm telling you even like 18 19 year old me was very much like oh poppy i got a date tonight like what if he does this what if he does that he's like then you do this and you do that like he just was so good about just talking with me about whatever and just having that kind of role model in respect to at least in this particular situation was like relationships sex dating all of that i went to him for that because he just was so he didn't judge me he was so about like not using my age against me. Oh, you're young, you don't know. He's like, age is very much for him, he described as, it just means you were born last if you're youngest. If you're if you're the youngest person, it just means you were born last, that's it. It doesn't affect how I'm gonna treat you or anything like that. So those small little ways that he taught me how to treat others based on how he treated myself, me, and, and the kind of stories that he was able to share with me just showed me so much more about like empathy um, across like age boundaries, across different subjects, all of that. I don't know, I just, I really looked up to him a lot in that respect. So there was him and there was my, my dear friend, Akila, her father. I found him to be an incredible fa- like fatherly like role model. Um, so I just think it's important for us, and we'll talk about this later on, but like, for example, I'll speak for myself, for women, for me as women, for my friends that are women, to have role models that are men in addition to their role models that are women, just to understand what, what does a man, a good man look like to you? Yeah. What does a good... Um, what's the example of a man that you want to have in your life? And not just necessarily talking about dating or any relationships or anything like that, but also in regard to career, also in regard to um, handling your finances, also in regard to whatever, whatever you want to see in somebody else. Like how does the opposite sex do it? And just knowing that it exists. Because when we let ourselves get so caught up with stereotype, like, oh, all men are like this, or all boys are like that. Come on, (laughs) like it, it really puts you into a corner. So having those role models, at least I believe, is your key to being able to get rid of those stereotypes and unlock them and really be able to be more versatile with your understanding of what's, of what's possible for everyone. I think it's interesting, you know, you mentioned like a family member, mm-hmm. you know, being a role model 
And I think it's important for us to like define like what is a role model because you know a lot of times you know we look at our parents because they spend a lot, a lot of time with us, but sometimes maybe they're not a good role model for you. Mm. Or sometimes um, you know a teacher that you had like for me, I I think I was always around like uh, women like growing up like. My mother was always with me. She stayed at home. She was a stay-at-home mom when I was growing up. And, Power to her. And so she was probably my first role model. And then also going to school, predominantly, I think, like, elementary school teachers are usually women. And so you're always influenced by, you know, those people in your life. And and so it's interesting, like, I want to kind of get at that. Like, what do you guys think a role model is? Well, I agree. I mean, similarly, my primary role models in my life were women. And if I had to define a role model... I would just say, um, like the blueprint, like, I don't know why the word, um, it creates like a, a, a direction, like a mold to you, um, mm. of, of, um, like for me, examples of leadership, mm. um, for some of the primary, like the, the, the dominant, um, memories of leadership for me growing up came from like, there was women, my mother was, a, as a, was the main example of leadership to me growing up. And so it makes me think of like archetype of, you know what I'm saying, or prototype. What is, what is that blueprint in your mind that you turn to to create that mold of uh, conduct? Mm. So in, in a way, it's like when I'm aspiring to behave in a certain way throughout my life, who can I turn to as an example to um, showcase to me that this is something that is not only possible, but that I myself am capable of executing upon. So role model for me, and maybe there could be more specific language, but it comes up to my mind as the mold, the blueprint, the the example. Mm-hmm. I love that you use the word mold and not the copy, mm. right? So I think a lot of people, I think a lot of people, at least including myself, now especially when I was younger, got caught up in, oh wow, look at this person doing that. I want them as a role model. I'm gonna copy everything they do because I want mm. their life. So like, no, not necessarily. It's a guide, as you were talking about. It's that mm-hmm. mold that you can, you know, mold into whatever you need. But it's that starting spot. It's that, mm-hmm. it's that clay, that, that premium clay, right? Versus, you know, everybody else using something else. It's that premium clay that you're like, oh, this is really good stuff that I can use. This is good material mm-hmm. that I can use to build something mm-hmm. in a certain area of my life that I really want to build, right? And it's really mm-hmm. important not to have, like, role models for everything. So I don't think it's necessarily fair to put mm-hmm. one person on that kind of pedestal. Mm-hmm. And expecting to be great at every part of their life because mm-hmm. then you're setting them up of for course, failure. Um, but if you have a role model for this or a role for right. that or a role model for this or in these st- sections of life, um, being able to use that premium clay to mold out of that good material they're giving you because of how good you perceive them to be in that personal in that particular area, mm-hmm. that's that's pretty golden. A golden mold, <clears throat> a golden clay, exactly. premium clay. That's good. Yes. Hey, I really like that word that you used. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like I like you guys just touching upon. Like materials, right? They're they're the, the supplier of materials. So if that be knowledge, mm. if that be um, you know you, if you're your parents, right? Um, and then also like just habits and sayings and different things you pick up on that you take and you can use it your own way. Um, you know, that's kind of how language developed. That's kind of how culture developed. Mm-hmm. Is just you're exchanging ideas with that person, and it's usually someone that. It has a lot more wisdom on you. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's important. They and, and I notice I said wisdom, not like age, right? You can have a role model in your life that maybe is the same age as you or younger. Mm-hmm. Go that's ahead. They, that's it. But they have wisdom in a, in a field or something that you yeah. want to learn about. And so I think that's an important uh, aspect of it as well. But I think for for uh, to make it simplified, 
it's really like a guide, um, like maybe um, kind of, I like the word blueprint. Um, I think of like Legos, right? When when I used yeah. to get the Lego sets, I used to try to build it just from looking at the picture and seeing that picture and maybe not always following instructions and mm -hmm. adding my own thing to it. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's like a, a ideal role model is a person that lets you have a little bit of freedom mm -hmm. uh, to follow so you can do your own thing, have your own like taste mm -hmm. and flavor yeah. of, of that aspect that you want to aspire to be mm. as opposed to mm. being straight in line mm. like you know the military super like rigid mm. where the whole role of the military is you break you down so i can build you up in my image where right. a role model is not breaking you down to build you up in their image but they are providing you advice and, and constructive criticism and constructive um, tools to help mm. build your own way or your own pathway to uh, a similar path a similar objective yeah absolutely I, it makes me think about like you know, almost like um, like an iOS update. So like if one thing was to become, like if I were to go the approach that was mentioned with the like overly rigidified, like lateral, like, oh, it must be exact. And there's no difference in the output, the outcome. If, if this was the instruction of, okay, here's how you create this thing, you're gonna create the same thing. Yeah. But if you say, okay, here is the, the basis of what it is that we're that we're aspiring toward, and you're actually basing this thing from from this thing, but there's room for dynamism. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. That it actually can be like diverse, and you can like get like something that is not exactly the same from what it was, um, which ultimately like for me is more like constructive, and it contributes more so to the entirety of of the picture. Whereas I think that like if you were to go from just saying something needs to be like an exact type of thing, then ultimately it's gonna just um, it's gonna just produce the same. So, um, but one thing that actually came to my mind when we were talking about role models was actually the notion of role model and celebrity. I thought this was interesting because yes. I've heard so many different like rappers be like. I'm not a role model. <laughs> Please don't like Eminem, for example, somebody that comes to my mind. When I was growing up, I used to like really enjoy listening to Eminem. He was one of my favorite rappers when I was younger. But um, he used to be like, he would make songs about this. He's like, I'm not a role model. And I found that so interesting because I think what does that, what does that, um, what are the implications of that? What does that implicate when it comes to this overall conversation of role model, especially as it pertains to looking at role models that may not be the gender that you identify with, right? Um, and so do we feel that like being a role model is necessary? Like, if, 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 do we feel like um, role model is a like positively connotated thing or is or can it be something that could be like can be negative. negative and constricting to some who in their efforts to be their truest self feel like oh if you're gonna try to have other people base themselves off of me or be if i'm like the example then it's like this actually does not serve me and me being my most authentic expression because kids should not be basing themselves off of slim shady per se you know there are i feel there are a lot of people in celebrity life who feel like that role model moniker has been has been placed upon them that maybe they would otherwise be resistant to that just because it's like you know, maybe y'all shouldn't be looking at me as the example. Um, that's, from Wait, so that, that's where the words role model and mm. idol mm. become conflated yeah. mm -hmm. and, and mixed up, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. uh, that's why diction is so important. Words mm -hmm. matter. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and also a mentor, because I was going to ask you that question too. Like, what do you right. think the difference is between a mentor and a and a role model, right? Mm-hmm. Because we were talking mentor. I feel is more on like a, in, a, a personable level where you are engaging with this one. This is someone that is touchable, someone that you can engage with and talk with, and really like call up and ask for guidance. Mm-hmm. Whereas a role model, you might not necessarily have that automatic, you know, t- um, yeah. touch with them. Versus mm-hmm. an idol, who is someone you will never likely never meet. Or who has this golden standard that just is not, you can't touch. Right. Yeah, I think that's where addiction really comes into play. Um, I think yeah. I think you made me think of like the distinctions, right? So a mentor, mm-hmm. you see the nitty gritty with them. You, you know, you see the, the not pretty picture usually yeah. of them. They are real with you. They aren't trying to put on like a face. They're, they're there mm-hmm. to actively be in your life and, you know, guide you a certain way. And they can be a role model as well, but not an idol. Your role model can be a mentor, but um, like you said, a lot of times those people are a little bit have a little bit more of a, I guess, shield around them where you kind of see only the good things mm-hmm. a lot of times because you're following the good things. You're not following the negatives and you kind of have this filter or they have a filter either authentically or... Because, you know, a lot of times, I, I think this is funny when we had talked about um, uh, in other discussions we had about our parents and like how when we grew up, we realized all the things they did wrong. Mm-hmm. But when we were like a little kid, we're not really privy to that, um, privy to that mistakes that they make. Yeah. And so I think that's an interesting take on like, maybe they transition more into a mentor and not as much of a role model because you kind of mm-hmm. outgrow that, that need for them to be a role model. Because okay. a lot of times, at least in my personal experience, like just me going to college and doing things that they don't have exposure to, they can't really uh, be role model because they have a different path. Mm-hmm. They're not on that guide guiding That's a path anymore. That's a good point. Yeah, so like when you're young and you just need like an example of sort of like larger things. Like I almost thinking about it like <laughs> as an algorithm that gets more specific. So mm-hmm. like if I'm a child, I need I'm looking for like, you know, leadership, mm-hmm. strength. And then it comes more specific to like competency in business it, you know what i'm saying yeah and you that's when you need specific. a mentor yeah yeah yeah, yeah when yeah, it becomes yeah. more like when you're just younger and you just need the example of how to be a yeah. be a person a person yeah it's like oh i need my i need this person to, sh- to be a role model so i actually wanted to bring up this as well which was and we said this a little bit before we started getting rolling which is and now we can bring in the dimension of gender for me I primarily had women as my role model, you know, when it came to just the basics growing Mm -hmm. up. Therefore, there weren't many male role models. And I found that in the place of male role models, I often would turn to people in entertainment who were inspiring to me as examples of, I guess, like specifically like rap culture, you know what I'm saying? And hip hop, um, for me, you know, and some people will say like basketball, sports, different things, you know, well, they'll look to different people in entertainment like, yo, this is so inspiring. This is like a role model to me because I love the way this person conducts themselves. So mm-hmm. for me, like hip hop was responsible for a great deal of my personal confidence to see that the the uh, uh, like black men, specifically at the Tupac was very inspiring for me during middle school. I just felt like to see somebody who was so unabashed and unapologetic mm-hmm. about his sort of like space and like this was a black man who just was very proud of himself and just was like 
super confident and charismatic. I remember like I was in a predominantly, I went to predominantly like, I, I grew up in a predominantly white environment. And in middle school, I just was like, I don't know, like I felt um, that me like being the particularly like one of the only black students would cause me to be singled out in, in, in terms of like disciplinary situations. Mm-hmm. And that like, that like frustrated me. And I was, and I, and I didn't really feel like, you know, those people, like those women in my life who otherwise I looked to turn to as role models could understood the, the nuance of mm-hmm. being a, a young black male being, you know, isolated by like a white old older like woman teacher who was like, oh, but we needed somebody to be the example. So when I would turn to hip hop, it would be certain people who would like completely be like this boisterous voice against institutional authority and like stand in, in sort of their like pride. Nonetheless, there was something about that that really spoke to me when I was so young. And so you know, I just wanted to talk about that as far as like the influence that people in entertainment can play mm. from a role model perspective for, for for people who are younger. You know what I'm saying? You know, I think that that particularly happened because I didn't really feel like the specific nuance of what I was going through in my life could be related to by the people that I otherwise was turning to as my my like predominant role models, you know, my primary role models. I felt like you know, I I felt like I could identify with like other figures. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, I'm and trying to think if I I don't necessarily. I think what you're saying is so interesting because I definitely have seen it in a lot of my parents' students, right? Mm-hmm. So my parents were teachers for high school. My mom's not a teacher anymore; she's a principal. But like my dad is a teacher for 30 plus years now, and these I always used to go into the class with him and stuff like that. I'd always see what the boys were watching. A lot of them I ended up finding out came from single family house, single parent households. A lot of times the woman's the one who's leading the household. Mm-hmm. Um, and seeing how a lot of the time those were the particular students that would be told they were acting out more. I don't think they were just being energetic children. Uh, yeah. Quite frankly, most of the time. That's yeah. Um, that's definitely, how it be. Yeah, that's that. Yeah, that part. But a lot of the time you would see them involved with, as we're talking about entertainers, like being so involved and absorbed by that media culture as a way of like i read it almost as a not a cry for help but a mm. cry for some type of want of being understood yeah like feeling in like yeah feeling like seeing feeling as it seeing as if they felt so alone and i can't speak for their experience i don't know but it's just what i got mm-hmm. seeing as though they felt really alone and feeling mm. as though those idols mm. held up certain ideals of manhood yeah that they either perceived as being absent from their home or absent from within because yeah. it was absent from home. Yeah. I'm just thinking here. I'm just thinking here. Because no, I don't want to delay across. It's not absolutes. But, mm. and then seeing how in that same breath that can be so dangerous mm. because mm. of a lot of what you're saying, this is not across the board. You right. know, oh, hip hop's bad. Oh, drills, this. Mm. No, I don't believe that. Mm. But it's just this matter of mm-hmm. using the danger of, idoliz- of idolization, oh, right? Yeah. Of taking it and believing it as truth. Right. Being like, he just IG lied in his house, his real setup. Mm-hmm. Homeboy rented that house. Exactly. Like, that's not what he's really doing with his money. Perception, yeah. Right? And then using that within your own life mm-hmm. and how is that making certain dangers there? Mm-hmm. So, even keeping in mind the topic of today of like opposite sex um, role models, role mm-hmm. models, like the importance of that, mm-hmm. I'm curious. Ooh, ooh, wait a minute. Now it's making me wonder how they perceive certain female yeah. uh, women. Um, I can't believe I just said female. 
It's okay. Oh, Lord have mercy. That's not my thing, y'all. But like female rap, women rap, rapper, <laughs> women rappers, and 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 well, not ball players necessarily because WNBA is not giving the credit that the NBA does. But you know those women within that space. I wonder how young men in of that age see them because a lot of times just over sexualized. It's not seeing them as actual yeah, women. So I'm wondering, like, if they had stronger... Okay, then, wait a minute. This is kind of going to what we're talking about then, right? Sorry, I'm, like, thinking as I'm talking here. So then this matter of why it's important for them to have uh, women role models to not over-sexualize women in that respect. Or, you know what? Carry on with me. Help me here. So what comes to mind, right? The women role models a lot of people think of are, like, in, like, politics and leadership, right? And and there's a, there's a, a psychological thing where women, at least in the United States that run for, for political office have to take on the attributes of uh, being no. overly wow. harsh. Wow. So, you know, you see a lot of people be more conservative or good. more strong uh, no. So, like, really Kamala was an attorney. Mm-hmm. She was prosecuting everybody. Was Couldn't show up and let up because she had to show that she is just as um, uh, demanding and, um, you know, put that strength in that yeah. facade of, like, I'm the strong man um, mm-hmm. for as a woman. So that men will be like, okay, I give you that respect. Mm. And so there's a whole thing where a lot of times you either go one or two ways, a lot of times in like public life or as a, a idol or leadership role, it's either if you're an entertainer, you usually lean on you know, like your body, your sexual sexualization, because that's what, you know, sells. Sex sells mm. and that's what, you know, um, the society wow. has put on. Yeah. And it gets you views and everything like that. Like you see Vice Vice. Mm. <laughs> and, and then you have, you know, political stuff where you have to be a little bit more strong and staunch and about things because if you come off too soft you're not seen as a strong leader mm. um and because you know the femininity femininity is tied to being more have a soft touch with things which yeah. is not bad but a lot of times when you uh you know our society is dominated by the masculine and that's the thing is saying i want to hear that i know it's not bsing we'll be strong against our enemies all that stuff right but then when they do that then they're seen as bees yeah they're seen as you know loco loco you know like mm-hmm. like people don't take you seriously or you see like margaret thatcher uh you know <laughs> that's a perfect like, example you go you go too extreme and, and like you're hated and for wrong things you have to go into this thing and that's the thing with media and you know we get into all that i don't get too much lost about that but a lot of times, people have to take on attributes they might not actually take on, mm. and they put on a facade, especially at least for the women um, in in society. Uh, for men, you have, there's more flexibility where you can be, uh, you can act in a way that's not too feminine, but not super hyper masculine. That sometimes demand you can. There's respect still for a man that. Um, maybe a soft-spoken and doesn't, you know, always is not yelling, but is eloquent and shows that they're intelligent in other ways. Where a woman can do everything. And you see there's more women that are educated, college-educated than men that, uh, you know, are lawyers. Like, there are, like, women are going to school more than men now. And, um, you know, men feel threatened by that. And so they are still going to harp on this masculine... And let's be more specific, why they're, why they're threatened by that is because now it's making, it's giving the women the opportunity to make more money. Mm-hmm. So that, that part, their place in the home is then, anyway, I'm not going to dive into that too yeah. much, but I just wanted to make sure we mentioned that. But my whole thing, right, like when I was going through school and, and um, being in spaces where, honestly, it, I, I was found myself in spaces where predominantly dominated by women because I'm not like, you know, 
I like what I like, so I like to do service, and I was always in the service mm-hmm. orgs, and those mostly women because it's not it's not cool to do service as a man. Like I don't like I didn't get why that was the place, but I noticed that like the, the demographic was always like mostly women heavy, and so I was like, okay, well, cool. nurturers, right? Nurturers yeah. are the home, nurturers are the community. Mm-hmm. It's the woman's job, quote unquote, mm-hmm. whatever that's supposed to mean. But yeah, then I, I like I always just found myself with like women bosses, women leadership, mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, cool. Like, and I never really thought much about it until we like, kind of talked about it today. And I'm like, there's a lot of attributes. You know, like I said, my first role model was my mother. And so I learned a lot about like respecting women. And, and also I have like a bunch of Tia's and stuff like that. So like, I just always, and I think also it's, it's the background, right? We, we all come from like, you know, me, at least me and Colin, or you too, like migrant households. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of times there's different societies, right? That have value. So the, in, the, in the society, that is the United States is individualistic, so everyone's like about themselves. Where where we come from, at least in Latin America and the Caribbean, is more communal, and you value the mother and and that archetype of like the house and the family and stuff like that. So like you don't mess with the mom in Latin households, and so that that's why I always like you know follow that through. So like that I always had the respect and carried it with me. I never was like oh I'm better than this person just because they're a woman. Or what I never feel that way. Everyone's equal in my eyes, and even having more respect that they're a woman because they have to go through so much more hard hardships than I do. Ooh, and oh, so that's interesting. I always admired and always looked for those role models that were women because I'm like, y'all are doing this with an extra ten pound bag on your back, mm-hmm. where I'm I'm had the privilege as a man, you know, not all the privileges because I'm still a person of color, but you know, I know that you guys did this with all these other things coming after you, navigating this crazy world. So I'm gonna learn your skills because you did it and it effortlessly, you know? So it's like yeah. It's like it's cool. It's I always found it cool to like find these like women in leadership that maybe aren't going that don't compromise who they are. You know, that's big. Don't compromise who you are to try to put on this facade to please people, but just mm-hmm. lead with their with their actions rather than their words. Well tell tell me tell me this. I'm so curious. How do you feel having your mom as a role model or at least seeing her as one because that's partially a choice to see your mom as a role model a lot of men don't choose that um or at least are not given the opportunity for it either right because there are some moms that are not necessarily yeah. present yeah um, emotionally or physically but in your decision to see your mom as a role as a role model that's a woman how do you believe that helped you like escape the whole machismo thing because mm. you definitely you could have definitely dove into that football weightlifting I mean that's definitely like testosterone heavy. I think I think it was environment that, that she always checked my father, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, oh, that's interesting. So that dynamic. So that dynamic. Watching watching that be something where you know maybe my dad's acting a little bit goofy and like says something crazy. My mother always she's the one person that will always put me in his line, right? And it's not like anything menacing or anything, but he you know he'll say something maybe a little bit toxic masculine, masculinely and then she's like hmm. and then I'm like hmm. let's rethink that yeah, yeah. I'm like you're right like you shouldn't be talking like this and so you know seeing that seeing that dynamic this guy in the back like hmm <laughs> <laughs> let me get my notebook let me tell mommy that he said this later <laughs> let's see what she says so I, I just also just personally I always had like I know we talked about this like I'm just really I'm I'm not talking about myself like trying to blow my head up but I'm like I'm good at listening and observing well, and, you are, and, and understanding through certain like uh, unsaid social cues mm. and so I can like read I from a young age I just read like the dynamic and I'm like okay this is you know interesting thing to um, aspire to be and so I mean 
also having both perspectives, right? Both role models. Mm-hmm. My father obviously is a role model as well, and they both offer different things. And knowing that I'm the composition of both, mm-hmm. um, I was able to understand. Okay, this is like the yin yang. You you pull and push. The balance. And the balance is out. And you know we all have feminine, masculine traits about ourselves. Absolutely. So right. I was like, okay, cool. I need to build upon those things. And then you know, just be smart about and and uh, think critically about everything they did. Right. So just. And not maybe not in the moment. Like now, it's like it's easy to say, like, "Oh, I was thinking about this," but reflecting on, like, "Okay, I should act this way with somebody," and just yeah. having those hard conversations with them. Like, and they're both would have like, "Oh, in this situation, you should do this, and that situation, do that." And so that was very helpful, you know. Hey, growing you're up. spitting right now. I'm really feeling a lot of what you're saying. Absolutely. Wait, I want to ask you the same thing. Actually, what? How do you feel having women role models in your life has affected you? Yeah. Um... Because you, you have your sisters, your yeah, mom, I've, I've, everybody. 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 <laughs> I was very, very, um, I was raised primarily by women. I think the way that it's affected me is, um, yeah, like I would echo a lot of what Sky has said. Um, I feel. Hey, y'all, taking a quick break to check in and see how you're enjoying the show. If you're learning from and loving what you're hearing, be sure to subscribe to us on YouTube and follow the show on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Now. I've got to say, don't forget to leave reviews, y'all, because that's how you show us that real love. We're also active on Instagram and TikTok at at 2721.club. All right. That's all I wanted to say. Back to the show. Yeah, it, it definitely created like more balance in how I thought about myself. Like I recognized that like certain attributes were just attributes and they're not gender specific. I feel like the highest displays of like masculine behavior in my life once again has been from women. Like my mother was just, I feel like she showcased to me like leadership very early. Um, When I was young, I feel like my sister and I talk about this. My mom was more, she seemed like she was like, she, she came off as more masculine than she does now. Now she seems like she's more sensitive. When she was younger, we didn't really see her sensitive side as much. She was just sort of handling whatever the situation called for. And what that communicated to me was that these attributes don't have anything to do with being a a man or a woman. It's just... Acting the moment, right? Acting the moment and it's the character, it's the call to action. Oh, that's deep. And so that really inspired me because it made me like think less about the external situation, positionality but more in terms of like that driving what what will awaken awaken the you know the spirit of 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 action like with that fire the what will ignite the person's um drive and that's those are masculine things and yeah i think in many ways i i have i had like the like the perspective of a woman more than i had the perspective of a man i had to go out of my like when i was like in middle school i remember i was like trying to like I remember I had conversations with friends where I was like, I want to try to like branch out to have more like male friends. Cause I, there was a time where I like used to really relate more to like being around girls mm-hmm. because that's who I grew up like around. And then I started having more like male friends throughout like middle school and then well into high school and such. Um, and those guys were like, you know, I looked at them like brothers and stuff like that. Cause I didn't really have that. That's part of why I actually joined a fraternity too, just so I can get that like camaraderie. But um, my primary way of looking at things was from a, a like a, a perspective of a woman at first, 
So like, what did that do to inform how I how I deal with like women like as friends in romantic setting? It just it changes a lot of it. Like I sometimes I think about that. Like if I didn't if I wasn't raised by like women, how would that inform how I just deal with people as a person and how and how I think as a person? I definitely I think feel like my emotion. Yeah, yeah my emotional you, intelligence is like really very high. You're really good at about about like being able to connect with someone emotionally first. It seems to be like your first like yeah. thing that you want to do even when we go out to the club or we're joking around whatever i always see you like trying to look at people in the eye like let's talk let's engage like like that and i just yeah. most guys don't really do that i think it's important that it's also like because you're saying that like those traits because mm-hmm. my father told, taught me some of those like always look someone in my eye yeah. he always told me mm-hmm. i love like i love you he says that a lot like mm-hmm. he always made sure to say that's those things mm-hmm. but, and even though that's perceived more as a feminine trait mm-hmm. like he made sure to from him being the strong you know black man um that's like you know 250 all muscles and stuff him saying that you know always instilled in me okay i can be soft and and um caring um because this man who's he puts his face on being the mean and you know his mean mug yeah but with me you know he's always in my family he's always super super soft and you know even when we were doing uh the cannabis and everything we got the license and he was crying and hugging people and saying i love you to all these people oh, that's and so sweet. and the reporter uh took a picture he goes don't put that, don't put that out there he goes you're human you know that, that you, this, this is who you are and he's like yeah you're right like you know, even though he doesn't want everyone to see that, because sometimes you don't want to show vulnerability, mm-hmm. and I think it has a lot to do with vulnerability. In in the masculine like perspective is that I can't be vulnerable because someone's going to try like to take advantage of that, mm-hmm. and so a lot of times you have to navigate the world because you never know who's an enemy and who's not. And like I said, like Colin said, just call it action. Everyone has these traits. They it's just a matter of what's called upon. And what you mm-hmm. made me think of Colin, when you said your mom is acting more sensitive now. I think it's because she. She doesn't have as much responsibility on mm-hmm. her as she did when growing, uh, raising you guys because, right. you know, all the kids are grown and adults now. So she's mm-hmm. not as stressed now. She can just be herself. Mm-hmm. And that, that, you know, it's like uh, Thanos when he goes back and he's yeah, just sitting in the, the farm. Yeah. You know, he's just chilling. He not, but he right. was killing people. Like, yeah. He killed a whole galaxy, you know, universe. And, yeah. and but that that action isn't being called upon right now. And so. It's funny because I think about that scene as a reference for all the like. Thanos sitting at, to watch the sunset is one of my favorite scenes. This is so funny. I'm sorry. Watching oh, the sunset on a perfect universe. Like, all of us in the audience were completely shook, but he's just like... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but that's, like, that's real, though. Like, you know, and that's why my dad, he, he always love like superhero movies because they do a great job of drawing a story about those traits mm. you know that we see in society right. and showing that balance and that complexity of individuals yeah well going going on that i think that like the 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 a, a big um kernel as to why having a role model that is other than the gender you identify why that is important is because of the dynamism the complexity the fact that we all as beings have both masculine and feminine attributes within us and therefore looking at somebody who may not identify within the same constraints that you may identify with right because this is just sort of like oh Mm. if i'm a man that's simply just you know a construct and you're telling yourself a man must be one way or if you're identifies a woman a woman must be one way you know depending on the person some are more open-minded than others but in any case you know having a role model that is not the gender that you identify with will call for more um, mobility within you it will Mm -hmm. call for more of um, creativity within how you understand yourself and the different polarities Mm -hmm. within you so 
Yeah, and I think, you know, I, I, I the last thing I wanted to mention is how, you know, a lot of this conversation influenced a lot of what I'm channeling creatively right now with my project. Like with Madonna, the premise of it is how these maternal figures have guided my inner child journey to healing. And so specifically my grandmother, Brigitte, like, you know, her name was Brigitte, which is the first chapter. She was just like, I mean, as you mentioned with the cultural, like, you know, immigrant families and, the, and sort of how like the matriarch of the house is like literally like the center, <laughs> like, you know, it's like the, the nucleus, like the heart, you know, that's how I would understand what my grandma was to this family and sort of how she softened, you know, the other aspect in the polarity, which was my grandpa, who was like that very masculine example where he was obviously in old age, he is, is much more of a sensitive human yeah. individual. But, you know, upon raising my mother and her siblings, he was definitely that fatherly, you know, the stern, stern yeah. aspect. And I think this, I just wanted to bring that up because I feel like I really have thought about like, primarily you know it it has been like you know examples like from from like it was it was women who really like inspired me and showed me like some of like the strongest traits of of, of like being able to like really do like some of the hard work which is to like trust your emotional mm. body like feel your emotions and like let things arise like you know, the, the, I, I go to that place of trust and I'm like, that's a feminine thing. That's like a feminine part of me. So when I let go and trust, it makes me think about like maternal figures in my life who like made me feel like I could be strong enough to let go and trust. And that's like, you know, that maternal archetype, like my family members. You know, now that we're talking this, I'm realizing I don't think I have any male role models in my life right now. Mm. I don't have any. What about your cousin? You don't say so? <laughs> no. <laughs> I um I believe that in he is a peer. Yeah. That's fair. He's a deep peer, he's a good friend and someone that has my back unequivocally. Just absolutely has my back. Um but is he necessarily someone who is my first thought about what I don't think he's he's getting there. I get what you're saying. I get what you're yeah. saying. Because what we said to bring it back to where we started was they're a guidebook, right? And so if they're, like I said, they're still figuring it out too. Maybe they're not the greatest That's the thing person. they're figuring yeah. out too. Exactly. So maybe they're not the greatest person to, to loop in. But that's someone that you can have conversations with that can help, you know, yeah. inform you, which is more of a friendship and a kinship. Exactly. Yeah. So it makes me, it makes me think even more about like, because a lot of my girlfriends also don't have male role models. Like don't have them. And so I'm just wondering how that affects our perception of, of men in general, men in dating, men in relationships, how a man should be in relationships. I find a lot of what we get back to the entertainment thing is to influencers and what we see influencers in relationships doing. Like, oh, if he does that for her, then that's what I should have too. It's like, wait, wait a minute, who said that? Like, that's not necessarily how it's like how it's supposed to work, quote unquote. Man, that really got me wondering now, like how that. Anyway, I wanted to make sure I said that. Yeah, no, I think that's a very important aspect of the conversation. You know. Um, well, Man. One, I have a question, but before I get into the question, I, I do believe that like that may create, um, I couldn't speak to it personally because it's not my experience. But what I will say is that 
it may create a dimension of lack of trust when meeting uh. men, um, which would come from a standpoint of feeling like, you know, you don't know what to, you don't really know what to expect, right? Like if, if like for example, like in the world where there is no role model mm. and somebody asks you, what should a man, how should a man behave? Mm-hmm. What are you pulling from? Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? What is that basis for you? And maybe it is pop culture. Maybe it is mm. that overly romanticist romanticization that we see in entertainment in music movies and so then it's like now we're so we're so away from earth Mm -hmm. that like our outcome in romance essentially reflects that yeah and now we're like feeling you know um a sense of disappointment or disorientation because we're like disorientation yeah. disorientation because you dis- get into it and yeah. you're so confused like what yeah. is going on and, you're just like, and then you How? get caught into those into yeah. watching those youtube videos of five signs of this yeah three signs like all that kind of stupid yeah. stuff which is very interesting like it makes me it's and i want to be clear it's not that i it's not that i or my girlfriends don't have any examples right mm-hmm. we have examples or we have idols or we have whatever but a consistent role model, a figure, a person, an actor in our lives who is consistent in this area of like that we just like what they're doing. We like how they conduct themselves. We like how they're showing up in as a person. And that's for this, so for this specifically. It makes me think about like the the power of like symbolic interactionism. Like like the like symbolic figures. Like yeah. a lot of people talk, like for for example, like a lot of people will talk about Barack Obama as like he didn't really do like as much for the black community as he could have, right? But the one thing that often is is never like said like taken lightly is the impact that he's the symbolic impact that he had. Absolutely. And like just sort of like, you know, what did he represent as uh ambassador of uh, ambassador of certain um attributes? And even this is obviously this particular figure is like very controversial, but I want to bring him up because I think he's a good example of my oh. point, which is Bill Cosby and sort of how he was perceived as like the father of America. And even his show, The Cosby Show, was an example of higher, higher upper class black families being a uh, sort of staple, like a thing that like exists. And, mm-hmm. you know, it set an important tone for black America symbolically. And sort of just like I'm interested in like what you know like just like unpacking like you know these these were just examples of figures in in media that like had real influences on how culture uh, looked and how people presented and showed up in life because that they were like cultural mm. role models. You mm. know, I think you know for women having a hard time finding male role models that you know that aren't idols that aren't you know. Uh, that actually have a touch point with them. It comes down to, you know, safety in that environment, right? Being comfortable in in the place that you met them, right? So it being either having a cushion of like age, oh, this man is, you know, 70, married, I know he's not being weird mm-hmm. and, and trying to, you know, take advantage of me. Because a lot of times when you get into power dynamics, when you're in the workplace or in school or something, then people take advantage. And that's what we've been taught. And so we've been seeing and and as a woman, you're always navigating because everything's a danger to you, no matter what. It's always you always Absolutely. have that in your in your mindset, and that's the unfortunate reality we live in. And so you never know how to assess this person out. And it's always I'm going to lead with being suspicious first mm-hmm. because that will protect me, um, mm-hmm. even though that person might be intent. And so you know, for me, me being in a position where I could be a role model to like mm-hmm. women that were younger than me, or you know, in in I have a position of power, mm-hmm. I always made sure to like make sure. Everything was super professional, like mm-hmm. always layering in the books. 
explain like where I was being comfortable, always keep it. And then people was like, oh, you're too professional. You're like, you know, I'm, but, and this is one thing I, I know I mentioned about the military before, but the thing about the military is that they're very structured about like who interacts with who so that people don't abuse power because mm-hmm. officers sit with officers and you can't date a, a person that you are in charge of because that is creating a dynamic that's unsafe for people. Mm-hmm. And so that's not, that's something that, helps buffer unfortunately we have to do that because it helps create a, a little bit more comfort for people mm-hmm. but a lot of times you know you want something that's natural and robust and and that you you don't have to be so structured the person to be a good role model um and so that's unfortunate but i think that's the the unfortunate answer is like if i'm a woman and obviously i'm not a woman i don't live that experience but i want to threaten because i'd seen this person do this like you said bill cosby he took advantage of that position um and abused people and and, I, and that's one thing as a male potential role model for people. I never want to be in a position where I, I abuse my power or hurt someone unintentionally, even um, because or to even allow the suspicion. Yeah, for suspicion it. that I never want to be. Oh, he's he's being weird. Oh, he's being too nice. Mm-hmm. You know, like and that's the thing. It's like people are like, oh, he's too nice. What does that mean? Mm-hmm. No, I've, I've yeah. experienced that too. It's like the idea that yeah, I think a lot of people work with a certain expectation of like. You know what I'm saying? Like, who, you know, how a man or whatever shall present themselves. And, and it's like, it's weird. Like, one thing that I've learned in, like, power politics is you have to, like, work with, like, how the person expects you to be. And almost, mm-hmm. like, depending on whatever it is that you want them to see you, like, subvert that. Like, work with it. Like, okay, I know they're going to think I'm this. So if you present yourself this way, then it can, you know, I don't know. I, but in any case, it's like... Um, I feel like I think it's I think it's important to have like you know to to look beyond your own identity for uh, examples of like conduct. I think that like that just creates more diversity and and in terms of like how you present yourself ultimately. And um, you know, I, the only the last thing I would say is just going on the, the the points that I brought up as far as entertainment. It makes me think about like the the myth of respectability politics and black excellence and the notion that like one should present a certain way the reality is i don't actually buy into that and i actually think that looking to a gender other than your own actually bolsters the ultimate diversity rather than that what we mentioned earlier that like linear rigid oh it needs to be this way right the should mentality of behavior black excellence you know what I'm saying? This is how we are. You know what I'm saying? And anything other than this is perceived as wrong. You know what I'm saying? Per se. When that's just not how humanity works or, you know, and therefore it's like, I think that if, if in subverting that, in subverting this respectability politics, having role models that are like not your set mold and identity of who you think you are and looking at like if you're, you know, a, a black you know, if you're a male and you have a black woman as your role model, that's great. Mm-hmm. Because then you won't adopt all the shoulds. You see what I'm saying? Okay. So that's like my final thought. I wonder if it's more beneficial for black men to have black women role models than it is. Then not necessarily that it's not beneficial for, mm. for black women to have black male role models, but I wonder mm. if they benefit even more because of how dangerously they're over across the board. <laughs> Mm. are like poisoned with these different stereotypes and like cultural expectations of how to be as a man in America. Like something about that. I don't know. I just, yeah, I think it's important, but I think 
is important for both, right? Of course, I'm not saying it's not. It's just a matter of, I wonder if they stand to benefit even more because of the way... The size structure? Exactly. I'm interested by that. I was was actually going to ask you this question earlier because you said you didn't have any role models, but I was curious if you had any male role models in career, like in like more from a, from a, um, career oriented perspective because the way i see it is going back to what you mentioned earlier sky which was that like in politics and often in other spaces like such as business like women have to adopt like more male leaning hyper masculine hyper masculine things so it's like i would say that like young younger professionals women like uh, like women professionals would actually be maybe looking at like have male role models male examples because they're like oh like you know, and it's not even necessarily because, you know what I'm saying? It's yeah, not like a, a conscious thing where they're like, it's more because this is so male dominated that I'm like, oh, I might think that this is my, this is my example of who mm-hmm. I should be. My answer is I have examples mm-hmm. for conduct, mm-hmm. right? So like in a meeting or like don't speak in a manner that enables others to mm-hmm. just find holes in what you're saying. Right. Mm-hmm. Speak with authority, so on and so forth. So in those particular ways or respect your boundaries. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about that. We're mm-hmm. here to talk about this. So on mm-hmm. and so, you know, that kind of thing. I'll get conduct um, examples, but lifestyle examples. No. How to balance life with work and career. No, I don't get that example from them because they mm-hmm. don't relate to the mm-hmm. things that are on my plate yeah. at all. Like yeah. in any way, which is why the majority of my mentors are, are women. Mm-hmm. Um, I've tried Lord knows I have tried to have male role models, male role models who have been in politics, in real estate, in um, business. And so often I find that I end up getting disappointed Mm. because either they will, I don't necessarily like how they conduct themselves in their lives Mm. in order to, to get themselves to move forward in their careers. So, for example, I'll give you this example. Two that two of them that I reached out to way you know younger in high, in college and whatnot, I reached out to them, and they were telling me about how they were able to like win this really great deal for like this real estate thing, and one was for business. And the way that they were able to make it happen was you know cope, you know um what's it called networking and so on and so forth. And the way that they were networking was going to the club, and going to the kind of clubs where you know women aren't exactly held up the way that they should be held up mm. uh, in my in my personal um, opinion mm. and I'm like I'm not about to I'm not about to do that I'm mm. not gonna take people throwing bands to do like that's not and I'm not saying that all men do that or all men within business do that not at all not mm. at all I'm not saying that I'm just saying that my two examples in this particular moment was yeah. it, it was that that was my in, introduction my initiation into understanding how they do their business and how they merge lifestyle with career to make the two move forward and propel one another Whereas women, we very much, I feel, have to keep it separate mm. in order to make it even work. That makes sense. I'm not going to break. You know what I mean? So it's really difficult. In, in, yeah. Did um, we think of the prime minister from, from Sweden that was caught partying? Like she just, one time? And she wasn't even like doing anything crazy. Like She was just having fun with friends. Literally. Because she's like 30. I'm like, and the, the guy, <laughs> it's literally the best example. Man, your brain. That's literally the best example. Because she's out here hitting the juggy, the boogie-oogie, whatever. You know she can't. She probably can't. Yeah, she's just doing it. You know, vibes with her friends, and then and and it's she's like, oh my gosh, does she have this post? Is she responsible yeah. enough to have this post? Is she respectful enough to 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 be an ambassador for our country? I'm like, what what are we t- what are we talking about here? Cause she listened to the cha cha slide one time. 
Whereas if the guys were to do that, it was yeah, like, of yeah. course, he has to do that. That's how you get their attention to get even more deals because they're never going to have a good time with you. No, I don't have them as that example. So in regard to conduct in, in like in workspaces, sure, because I feel like they give, or not conduct, excuse me. Um, What's the word I want? Like specific, Maybe. no, uh, specific. Habits? Yeah, ha thank you. Specific habits of, you know, I wake up at this hour, I'm in the office by this hour, we're talking about this and this. Um, when I'm having these conversations, I'm not, you know, dilly-dallying, I'm not trying to make anybody like me. I'm saying I'm here for this deal and this is what we're talking about, period, point blank. Oh, when I write my emails, I use periods. There's no exclamation point. There's no cheers signing off my name. What? Majority of the women that I've worked with have to use exclamation points so that we don't seem to forward to authoritative in that email or come across in a certain type of way. Whereas the guys don't do that. And I find that when I do that, like for example, I have some friends who are like, one of my friends, Alexandra, she signs off Alex and she doesn't have her picture up, like her profile picture up on her email for work mm -hmm. so that she's given respect in the email chain, right? So a lot of time it doesn't even get to the point, at least for her job, to getting to the point of like having like um, Zoom meetings. They never see her. And so she's like, when I sign off my name Alexandra versus signing off my name Alex, I'm treated completely differently. There is so much more turnaround. There's so much more me being connected with their assistants than me talking with them, which is so interesting to me. Yeah. And so in answer to your question, no. Uh, I mean, baseline, no. Yeah. <laughs> and I wish that wasn't the case. Like, Lord knows I have tried. I think there's so much to be gained there. And I want to gain it. And I want to engage with men in that space more to see what I'm missing out on. Right? To see what I'm not understanding. What am I not fully seeing? I want to see everything. I want to understand everything. But I'm being denied that opportunity because, quite frankly, my values and my positionality. It's a lot to think about. So you say you would, you would want to have more male role models. I would want to have more male, more male role models in business especially because, oh, here's another example, really quick, that I think a lot of people will, will relate to, is that the majority of my female role models are phenomenally successful women. Like, I... Ooh, they know exactly who they are and they're incredible. I look up to them big time. However, something I find so often with black women within the business space that are successful, I'm talking like C-suite, I'm talking high six figures, mid six figures, is they have to turn off their personalities completely. Like they are shut down. Like you don't need to know me. We're talking business. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like no smile lines. And that's just not me. Y'all know that's not me. I, ha I have to smile. I can't not smile. It just is me. It has to happen. So in my head, I'm like, okay, if this is the blueprint, if this is the guide, the mold I'm using, where smiling and kikiing a little professionally, of course, and you know, all of that isn't, isn't, um, it is frowned upon, or at least is not the key that you need to get to this door that gets to that door, so on and so forth. Then like, what kind of examples do I get to have? Meanwhile, the men, the male role models that I've sought out for myself do get to smile. They do get to, they do get to crack a joke here and there and then dive into everything. Why does it have to be so cut and black and white when it, when it comes to women in business? I don't, it's not really a natural tone, but it has to be at the same time, right? Because it's a protection, it's a protection thing. It's a, if I get too close, if I you know, leave my hand on his shoulder for too long, he's going to think I'm trying to do something during the business meeting when really I was just trying to be a peer. Or I was just trying to sit, like, put down some, some, some camaraderie or whatever. So I, it's something I struggle with. I would love to have more male role models in the business space, just to understand a little bit more about how they do business and, and do it in a way that balances life and career rather than separates it. But for now, I haven't found one that I've been able to relate to enough or feel comfortable around enough, quite frankly.
Thank you for listening to the 2721 Club. Make sure to subscribe to hear more episodes and give us your reviews. Follow us on all major streaming platforms along with Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, and YouTube. Waking up my people like